Donations exceeding $1 are only counted as $1. The objective is to create a group of donators per month. Any additional money is counted towards the next month and so on. Once there are 500 supporters, additional money goes to charity as promised. This basically means that irregardless of what the person actually donated, it's only counted as $1. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and having a little glitch already, another glitch. We didn't even start and I got a glitch. So uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, we are your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and we got a lot of things going on tonight. I'm going to have a lot of fun with you, and as always, if you're listening... There are three ways you can listen to radio regardless. First, you can listen through my personal website, markscalia.com. And if you're listening that way, thank you. The second way you can listen, you can listen live through the broadcasting website, mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com. And if you're on that, you can live chat with uh, me and the other participants on the live chat right now. And the third way you can listen is if you don't have an opportunity to listen to us live, You can then listen to us via podcast, because after the show is done, it is then uploaded to iTunes, so you can listen through your tablet, your phone, your Android device, whatever you do, that's uh, fine with me, and uh, it's great to have you be there, always around. So, tonight's a very special night, and I'll tell you why, during the Heffening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? Past that. When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. This is the Happening Now monologue where I get to bring you up to speed about some things that have been happening that are a week apart. First of all, let me tell you how I've set up my office. I know last week I I had my office all set up and I was working on the dual monitor thing, but I ordered a new monitor stand thing. And it's all, it's set up. It works like a charm. I wrapped all my wires. I just plug stuff in and unplug stuff. It works for my laptop. It works for my television. It works for my PC. I am all set up with that. And now I'm doing the dual monitor thing right now. Plus, I'm talking to you on my on my brand new microphone arm. It's a boom arm. And I just got this the other day too. So this is, I think, the final incarnation of the office. Hopefully it won't change again. <laughs> But everything's like very efficient. 
I did some uh, voiceover stuff today with my wife. I did a bunch of promo stuff today that we're gonna we're gonna listen to, and I'm all set up. I'm using El Capitan on my uh, on my laptop. I'm doing a split screen where you can do do things on the screen at the same time, and I got those going on. And then my other monitor, I've got other things going on. So everything seems to be working out nicely. So that's the first part of the happening now monologue. The other thing is, I've been very busy. I got I got sick again. After my back issues, I think everything was going well. I was, you know, what, uh, a week into the Christmas carol. And my back is actually getting stronger and better. So I'm very good with that. But now I've got some like uh, mid-chest pains. It almost feels like hunger pain, but it feels like bloating. And it started actually a week ago tomorrow. And I, I was, oh, it's so bad, it's so bad. And, of course, my wife finally says, go see the fucking doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't like doctors. I don't want to see the doctor. So she calls up. She made an appointment. She was very good. She takes care of me when I'm sick because I don't like to be taken care of. Actually, I love to be taken care of, but I'm very resistant to it. And she made the appointment. So I went in, and they prescribed a, um, essentially, it's Prilosec. And I said, what's going on? And they said, well... We think because of either all the ibuprofen you were on for your back, now <laughs> now you have stomach issues. And I'm like, I didn't, when I was fat, I was happy. I was just fat. Didn't tell you this, but they asked if I was your nurse. Yes, I have a nurse. My wife is my nurse. <laughs> so now I've been two days on the medication and it's okay. It's feeling a little better. To, it's actually feeling better today than it did yesterday. So hopefully by tomorrow, I'll be 100% and Scrooge will continue. Speaking of Scrooge will continue, Christmas Carol is going very well. We're almost halfway through the run, believe it or not. And it's just, I'm not in the Christmas spirit yet. So this show is really going to help me for that. And uh, another thing that's been distracting me is the comedy, uh, the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival has been off and running. And I finally have all my partners down. I have sold a bunch of tickets, which is good. The website's 100%. Um, my promotions work. My wife is actually doing more promotion work on it. That's actually very helpful, but it's so, it's been very stressful and she's been, my wife's been a a rock for me on this. And I got to say, she's been very supportive. So it's been very sweet. And the other thing we have, uh, we have neighbors, which I'm sure everybody has neighbors. And I don't know if you know, it's that time of year where the, the girl scouts sell their cookies. We have a neighbor, a couple houses down, her little daughter, daughter's name is, uh, Avonlea Jane. She comes in. Ring, ring, ring. And she's like, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies. Would you like to buy some? And first of all, Girl Scout cookies are like fucking crack. And I don't know. They're probably made in China. I don't know how they fucking make them. But there's something about them. They only put like four in a box. They're more expensive than heroin at this point, I think. I don't, I'm not on heroin, but I'm assuming it's very expensive. And I know there's like, they used to have a bunch in there. Now there's like, like eight. And... They're like, they're five bucks a box. It, it's just ridiculous. And here's the thing. She comes in and it's and it's extortion. It it really is fucking. My wife bought me the peanut butter ones. She wants the peanut butter ones. And she gets the Thin Mints or whatever those are. But I was like, you come in. It's like a guilt trip. Everybody brings their their daughter's list into work and say, hey, buy cookies from my daughter and it's you almost feel like you know it's like the salvation army ringing the bell if you don't have change you feel like a douche you know it's 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 more like math it is like math. <laughs> the cookies are like math but here's the other thing she left the like a, this is a couple days she goes she come by 
she left a note in our mailbox. And I'm like, that's what the mafia does. I don't know if you knew this. The mafia will stop by and say, you know, not for nothing. But, you know, you may want to pay us some money because, you know, there's been a rash of fires and a rash of break-ins. You know, things like that have been happening across the neighborhood. But if you mysteriously put money inside the box, then there won't be no shit, you know. Anyway, well, here's the thing about the note that I realized. Evanly Jane is, I think, eight. She wrote this note, and I swear to God, if a handwriting specialist ever looked at this note, it looks like a serial killer. It's just fucking... I don't know what kids do, but they write it. She might as well just cut out all the letters from like a Cosmo magazine and just paste them, you know, like a ransom note. (laughs) It's really, it's brutal. Anyway, here's the other thing that's been going on. This came out day after Thanksgiving because that was Black Friday. But of course, you know, they're at it again. The watch people. A toy? As I suspected. I hate toys, and toys hate me. Either they are going or I am going, and I am certainly not going, Grinsley. I have a job for you to do. Now take this down. All right, so this is the watch toy list. The most dangerous toys are out. Here we go. Toy number one, it's called the Bud Skippets Wheelie Cute Pull-Along. The problem, it's a potential for choking injuries. It's a pull-along. It's like a wagon. Number two, a foam dart gun. Realistic toy weaponry. Realistic. It's a dart gun. Anyway, stats 38, quick folding trampoline. (laughs) First of all, why is it a quick folding trampoline? Do you have to put it away? It's... It's not like the parents, oh my God, my parents caught me on my trailer. You know, it's not like you're masturbating and that has to go away quick. It's a fucking trampoline. It's a potential for head, neck, and bodily injuries. That's why it's on the loop. Here's the toy, toy number four. Pudo. Yes, I didn't misspeak. Pudo. It's, it looks like real poo. <laughs> and here's the thing. Potential for allergy-related injuries because it contains wheat. Nobody says anything the fact that it looks like shit. Toy 5. Splat X smack shot. Potential for eye injuries. Toy 6. The kick flapper. Essentially, it looks like a skateboard. Here's the thing. It it says, like a skateboard without wheels. Then that's not a fucking skateboard. That's just the board. How could you fall on a board? It just sits there. But uh, you have a potential for head and impact injuries on that one. Leonardo's, as in Ninja Turtles, electronic stealth stored. Potential for blunt force injuries. It's plastic. And anyone found with a toy in his possession will be placed under arrest and thrown in the dungeon. (laughs) Toy number number eight. Kid Connection Dr. Playset. Now, I don't know why that's a bad thing. <laughs> to play doctor with somebody. I don't I don't see that as a bad thing at all. But the reason it is, it says potential for ingestion and choking hazards. Well, thank God it's a doctor playset then. Because if you have ingestion, you can just keep playing doctor. Toy number nine, the pull along zebra. <laughs> potential. 
potential for strangulation and entanglement injuries. <laughs> A pull-along zebra. Who knew? Now this one, this one I understand. Number 10. <laughs> the t- Hold on, let me, let me regain focus. Number 10. The Jurassic World Velociraptor Claws. <laughs> They're fucking claws. They're giant, you know, like the Hulk hands. They're, they're Velociraptor claws. That's what they are. Here's the thing. potential for eye and facial injuries. <laughs> oh my god, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. When did toys become that fucking dangerous? You know, I mean, even from a toy story. You know, what is a Christmas story? You shoot your eye out. Okay, of course. Yeah, and it's also yeah. You're right, Kim. It all says potential, potential, potential. I say we we let these children find their potential. <laughs> That's what I was always told. Find, live up to your potential. <laughs> oh, fudgematic. I don't know. So those are the Christmas toys. Don't don't buy any of them. <laughs> Now, here's a, here's a couple different things I wanted to play with you guys. First of all, we're going to play some Christmas versions of the normal games we play. Here's a special installment of Christmas version of Cover Me. Yes, Cover Me is a game where I play you a song, and everybody says, oh, that's a great song. Uh, I must have heard it before. And yes, you did, because it's a cover. Oh, my brother just joined us. Any kid that handles these toys should probably be getting a helmet. You're right. All right, so let's play this. This one's actually pretty good. I actually just heard this version, and I thought this song was brand new, but apparently the cover is even newer. Hello, it's me I was wondering if you're going to see the new Star Wars movie It looks good and everything But I'm not in it as I died in Star Wars number three Hello from the dark side Somebody, somebody put that on Facebook. I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And of course, that is the cover of this song of Adele. Adele singing hello. Hello. Okay, that's enough of that. So that's the quick version. I only have one for Cover Me. But here's something we have not played in a very long time. And as you know, it's kind of it's a Christmas theme, but the new Star Wars movie does come out in like nine days or ten days, something like that. And I thought it would be cool to bring back something. And I've been working on these things. Like I had this, these particular games, a long time ago, and I waited for especially this day because we haven't played this in forever. How about a little bit of 
free sample. Remix. It is new music created from old music. Play this record as frequently as possible. That's how it goes. Now, free sample is a game, well, kind of a trivia game, where I play you a song and you say, oh, that sounds familiar because somebody actually sampled that song. They kind of stole it. They borrowed it. Now, here's a bunch of stuff. Since this is kind of a Star Wars Christmas-themed show, do you know this song? One of the most iconic pieces of music. Yes. This is, of course, the Star Wars theme. But did you know that this version right here I'm playing is from something called King's Row, a film from 1942. But it actually sounds a lot like Superman, doesn't it? It's like Star Wars and Superman. By Eric Wolfgang Korngold. Yeah. John Williams stole a lot of shit. And we're back to the Star Wars theme. But again, mixed into it is King's Row. Now, King's Row sounds so much like John Williams. He did. John Williams plays it. Yes, he did. Not only this, but also the Superman theme. Here it comes. King's Row again. No, this is still Star Wars. And Jurassic Park. Yes. Still Star Wars. Here it comes. King's Row. Still King's Row, by the way. Essentially, all you got to do is uh, plug in some of this. I'm telling you, motherfucking stole this shit. Again, there's a lot of it. You can hear this one. This sounds, we know this one. Of course. Luke, it's Ben Kenobi. Hmm. Ah. Hmm. It's Ben Kenobi's theme. That's what it is. Ben Kenobi's. But does it not sound very familiar to this? Luke, the dark side. <laughs> this is from Swan Fucking Lake. No shit, huh? But does it not? I'm telling you. We're all Darth Sis now. That is a big fucking fly in here. Ow! Son of a bitch! I cut my hand on my own fucking lightsaber. Son of a bitch. 
Is this Hogwarts? Th I don't know, but I'm telling you, they all sound the same. It's like, oh, oh! Yeah. So angry. And of course, this one. The Imperial March, otherwise known as Darth Vader's theme. But this is what you know it as. But again, there was another one. All these, a lot of these songs came from other things. Um, the Dune Sea of Tatooine is actually very similar to the soundtrack of La, it's La, La Dre de, it, it, The Bicycle Thief. I'm not even going to try to speak that. I think it's French. From 1947. Tales of a Jedi Knight or learn about the force or otherwise known as the force theme ben's theme was it's uh from swan lake essentially the duel of fates part one um is from uh carmena uh let's see it's imperex moonday from fortuna imperdex moonday which is these are these are operas these are operas and and, and classical music that was written you know like a hundred years ago but fucking john williams stealing shit Stealing shit. Un-fucking-real. This is another one that a lot of things are based on. It's called Mars, the Bringer of War. See if it sounds like the Imperial theme to you. I'll skip to the good part. very intense serious the germans only write serious fucking music like end of the world shit yes kim it's the planets yes Actually, this might be a good little test. I want to see if I have any classical music. Hold on a second. I was just going to put any lightsabers. To, <laughs> I was just going to put lightsabers to any classical music and see what happened. <laughs> see what sounded. Oh, here we go. That works. Diamonds are forever, Luke. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you can see you put lightsabers in any kind of classical music and it makes it sound like fucking Star Wars. Uh, and of course, the last one, you might know this one. <laughs> From 1997. Do you know who sings it? Did you not know from 1997 the band called White Town? Yeah, something town. White Town, it's your woman. Here we go. Yep. But. Jedi's Jedi's are everywhere. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was White Town, your woman, that includes part of the uh, Sith theme and all that. So it's kind of a free sample. I usually take them all and I mash them all up, but they're so kind of vague that I can't, you know, put them all together. But that's a free sample, everybody. So we've gone way over time. But let's take our first break. And we got some funny stuff in the commercials. So don't go away. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. And we'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge. And if you're visiting Salem this holiday season, then come in and see me in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. This humorous interactive performance reanimates the Dickens classic. Experience A Christmas Carol with a twist on the Salem Trolley as the holiday tale is brought to life. Go to SalemTrolley.com and click the special tours link. This is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you all a humbug. It's cold outside. I'll be on my way. Baby, it's cold outside. I got my one. We're gonna have so much I'm fun. Scared and cold. I think that I have struck some gold. You got me starting to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? What are those scrapes on the floor? Listen to the fireplace roar. This is the worst day to We'll be together forever Please don't make me drink anymore Excuse me while I go lock the door When will the cops think? Baby, it's bad out there What did you put in my drink? You have to be had out there I wish I knew how Your eyes are blurry now To break out of this hell I'll hold you down Your hair looks swell I'm saying no, no Mind if I'm moving closer? At least I look like I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? Get out of my way. Baby, don't hold out. Ah, but it's cold. <laughs> it's cold out there. <laughs> but it's it's nice and warm in here. 
You fucking asshole! Ow! <laughs> and you're back at Radio Air Regardless <laughs> with me, Mark Scalia. <laughs> There's a little story about that. Yes, it is so wrong, by the way. Karen and I, we had talked about stuff, and I always felt that that particular song, it's, you're holding a woman against her will. (laughs) You really are. And essentially, it's date rape. Nobody ever says it. Nobody ever called it. That's what that song's about. It's trying to convince a chick to stay. You put something in her drink, and you're like, oh, no, baby, it's all right. Why don't you stay? And I said, let's just be overt about it. Let's just call it the way it is. And I, I rewrote the words, and I did my part. And then I got Karen up here, and I said, Karen, you want to sing? And she's like, I don't know if I could sing this. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, you can sing. She goes, no. She goes, I don't think I can actually sing this. (laughs) And I went, okay, fine. And I said, well, it was like 3 o'clock, and I go, I have to figure out, I got to find somebody who can sing this, and then I I did it. And I went, well, if you're going to make date rape funny, (laughs) that's the way to do it. Uh, but it's, I didn't write the song. It's a parody. Relax, people. It's it's not it's not my shit. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Since we played Cover Me, facepalm. <laughs> yes, he's been facepalmed. So, since we're having some fun and we have no guest, I'm going to play another game with you. Games. Yes, reindeer games. And this week, it'll be audience member versus audience member in It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes. And these are about Christmas movies or movies that have come out around Christmas time. We've got a bunch of listeners online right now. Now, if you get it right, I've actually improved this because now I have correct sounds and incorrect sounds. And I have two of each, so we won't get to hear the same one. So here's the first one. So ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, you're all listening through Mixler.com. And if you're listening through my website and you want to participate in the games, you have to actually click the box you're listening to and then send you over to Mixler. And if you're listening through iTunes, well, then you can play along. You just... You'll just have to play with yourself, essentially. So, <laughs> but the listening audience will be playing against each other. And here's the first one 18 seconds. <laughs> Two lives left. I think I'll save one for next Christmas. But in the meantime, how about a kiss, Auntie Claus? That's the first one. And the listeners, oh, Kim Santo. Of course she did. Of course, Kim Santo's the only one. So, Kim, you get this. Oh, well, then that's okay. <laughs> you got the first one right. Kim got the first one. But this one's a little tougher. This was kind of an obscure reference to a Christmas movie. Here you go. Now, there must be a terrible man around here somewhere. The last one just left. Um, some lady had it on layaway. A lady? What lady? Uh, 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 short, uh, uh, with a short, with a fur coat. Fur coat. Uh-huh. Sorry, buddy. Oh. Wow. Two for two. I don't know if anybody else is playing, but Kim, you get this. 
That old Grinch was so smart. <laughs> no, Chris, it's not Last Action Hero. These are Christmas movies. <laughs> and, of course, one of the most classic Christmas movies. One of my personal favorites. Now I have a machine gun. Really? Oh, Kim got it with Die Hard. So Kim sweeps. That old Grinch was so smart. Oh, and for Paul, even though you did do it, Chris, you were a little too late, so you get this. Don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. No, you didn't get it first. It's typed Kim is ahead of you with Die Hard. What do you mean? Are you, look back. I'm looking right at it. You said last action hero, and then she said die hard, and you said die hard, and Paul said die hard. <laughs> Santo Claus strikes again. Yes. So, Paul, because of your lag? Nothing. <laughs> I'm sending you a text. Don't text me in the middle of a show. I'm looking at it right now. So that's how we play. And, Kim, you are the Christmas winner. You've beaten everybody. And it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, you know, some iron winded after that. And uh, I uh, I think I may have to take a break. Oh, shit. Back in Jedi's. Anyway, <laughs> let's take a break. And uh, hey, guys, we have a little bit of history coming up in the break. And just so everybody knows, I am an equal opportunity parodier. I've hit every single holiday this year, but I I looked back and went, oh, I never did a history on Christmas. I can't believe that. Christmas. Uh, hold on. My brother texts me, and now I probably have to read this freaking text. Hey, hold on. <laughs> He's, he, are you shitting me? This fucking kid. He sent me a screen capture of his screen. <laughs> this shit only happens live. This If this show is ever, like, Look, it says, Chris lacks last action hero, and then die hard, and then Kim said die hard. All right. Because <laughs> he sent me the screen cap. He sent me a fucking screen capture of it. <laughs> uh, you know something? Does this. I'm sending you a screen. Oh, no, stop it. Now she's sending me a Facebook thing. You know something? I'll tell you what. You guys work on your tech, and you can send it to me during the breaks. We're going to take a second break. <laughs> fucking please. It doesn't even matter. That's the funniest. This is like a bad Seinfeld episode. I was first, Jerry. I was on top of her feed, Jerry. <laughs> when we come back, uh, I'll tell you what. Let's listen to the break because we got a little bit of history coming through. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll be back. You're listening to Radio Regardless, everybody. Welcome. To another installment of Radio Irregardless's History. We've all heard the biblical origins of Christmas, but societies have been celebrating light and birth in the darkest days of winter, centuries before Jesus walked the earth.
In the Norse country, this winter celebration was known as Yule. Around December 21st, the winter solstice, fathers and sons dragged evergreens indoors as reminders of life and set logs on fire as a promise of good fortune. Don't get sentimental now, Dad. Save it till we get out of here. The floor's on fire. See? And the chair. Ancient Rome had its own December festivals. One week before the winter solstice, Romans began celebrating Saturnalia, an orgy of food and drink. It's not gonna be an orgy. It's a toga party. By the first century AD, pagan traditions were being challenged as Christianity took hold throughout the empire. The church knew it could not outlaw the pagan traditions of Christmas, so it came to accept them. The evergreens traditionally brought indoors were decorated with apples, symbolizing the Garden of Eden. Do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> the story of Santa Claus also begins in the 4th century with the death of Nicholas, a beloved Turkish bishop. The anniversary of his death became known as St. Nicholas Day. On December 6th, good children woke to gifts from the kindly saint. Bad children sulked away with nothing. You get nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! Like St. Nicholas, Santa Claus spread good cheer and gave gifts to children. Less clear was exactly what this Santa Claus looked like. Then in 1863, Thomas Nast, a cartoonist for Harper's Weekly, settled the matter once and for all with his version of the Christmas Saint. Nast's Santa was rotund and jolly, with a full white beard and a sack full of toys. An American icon was born. This has been Radio Irregardless's History. You're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And this is the special Christmas episode of the quasi-Christmas or the Kwanzaa Christmas or the, the Hanukkah Christmas. Or Actually, it is, I think it's the, I want to say it's the sixth day of Hanukkah? No, maybe it's the sixth. Is it the sixth day? I get lost. I mean, I can't keep track of the 12 days of Christmas. Never mind the eight days of Hanukkah. It's all a fucking mess to me. So, good day, sir. <laughs> I do get nothing. Oh, so okay. So what do we? What do I got left? Oh, I am a uh, I am a big Star Wars fan, and I am looking forward to it. Come. Oh, oh, let me let me do this. My brother did send me the screenshot of the text of him above Kim Santos' uh, response, but my response on the website is this is exactly how it reads. It says. Batman Returns, LOL, Jingle All the Way. And then it's Last Action Hero by Christopher. And then Kim says Die Hard. And then Chris says Die Hard. And then Paul says Die Hard. And then Chris says I got it first. Look back. And then it's Paul's lagging. And and then I'm sending you a text. And then Kim sending me a fa- Kim sent me a fucking Facebook screenshot. And my brother's complaining that the contest is rigged. It's not. You know what it is? I know that when you type stuff, you probably type something and then it shows up in your feed slightly different. Kim's answer was above Christopher's answer. Because right now I'm the ultimate judge because that's what it looks like on my end because I judge all these. But if you feel like we already know that it looks that way on mine, it looks that way on Kim's, 
<laughs> right, like I said, rigged. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, crikey and a cracker. So anyway, my uh, I, I am a Star Wars fan. I've always been a Star Wars fan. But I've actually leaned more towards Star Trek. And I, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I've always been a Star Trek fan. Um, and even though I played a lot of Star Star Wars in this particular show, there is something that somebody put on Facebook, and it's very funny. They took Star Trek Next Generation, and they wanted to play Let It Snow. So here you go. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. But the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, make it so, make it so, make it so. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought me some tea gray hot. The lights are turned way down below. Make it so, make it so, make it so. When we finally kiss, good night. I hate going out in the storm. But if you... Really? Shut up, Wesley. All the way home, I'll be warm. Oh, the fire is slowly dying. And I dear... We're still goodbye, then. But as long as you love me so... Make it so. Make it so. Make it so. So that's a little sci-fi going on for you. So everybody says that Kim is the winner. So, of course, Kim gets this, which she's never got it all to herself. But here you go. You win. Perfect. (laughs) There we go. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our third and final break. But you're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. We'll be back. Are you seasonally depressed? If so, CSUN Depressitol may be right for you. Millions are already taking CSUN Depressitol. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, anxiety, anger, constipation, excessive gas, and vomiting. If taking CSUN Depressitol has any of the aforementioned effects, stop taking it immediately. Get on a plane, buy a sun lamp, yell at strangers. Good luck. It's going to be a long one. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or co-workers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. And you're back at Radio Wear Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. I got to go over this. I got to open my calendar. Christmas is two weeks, two weeks and two days away. And it's, you know, it's that time of year. And I know that the world's been going absolutely shithouse fucking mental 
people are just killing people left and right and everybody's talking about gun violence and drugs and teachers and school buses and road rage and drugs and health care and bernie sanders and hillary's email and people are just going bananas about everything but especially this time of year it's super important because it's i mean you know i play the history and all that but it's a very special time of year and there's a reason all these things kind of fall at this time of year because it's the end of the year it's the it's the rebirth it's the start again and i know the new year's resolutions and all that stuff and and i don't know if you guys have plans for new year's but it, it, we're trying to hold our shit together and the world is just you know i sometimes feel like a relic and i'm like it's so simple why does everybody make it more harder than it needs to be and the older i get the more simpler i want things to be so that you try not to be that cynical especially this time of year so with with me playing the christmas carol and i'm starting to get into the christmas season i'm starting to but with my uh with my wife and my loss of uh our the household pet ep things have been a little you know dreary around the house so we haven't decorated yet which is you know it's a hard thing i guess my offer <clears throat> my offer this time of year is I don't care what holiday you celebrate, whether it's a, any pagan rituals, uh, rebirth of the season, Catholicism, Judaism, or whatever your belief system, whatever it is, this is a good time to kind of reset and just go, what the fuck? You know something? I made some mistakes. I want to look back and I want to make it better. And not just make it better for me. I want to make it, make it better for other people. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do because I learned that lesson because of the Girl Scout who stuck a mailbox full of threatening letters that look like serial killer writings. That's why I learned that lesson. <laughs> but that's it. The mass has ended. Go in peace. And speaking of that, I'd really love to uh, go a little bit longer, but with no guest, and I ran through all my promos, and there's... Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. So, sorry. Fucking lightsabers. So... <laughs> So if you guys get a chance, uh, hopefully the new Star Wars movie is going to be good. I hope it. I hope it is. I mean, I'm a big J.J. Abrams fan. His movies have improved. I was I was really impressed by what he did with Star Trek. Although the whole, you know, into darkness with the Wrath of Khan, it was a little, okay. Let's not talk about that. But hopefully it'll work out nice and we'll get to see some characters that we have grown up with, literally have grown up with, and uh, it'll be a fun movie. So, so that's coming up, the Star Wars thing. And, of course, New Year's Eve. I wish everybody all a great and happy and prosperous New Year's Eve. Our next show won't. This is our last show of 2015. So the next show will be January 6th, which is the first Wednesday of the year. So let me tell you what I got going on, and then uh, I'll let you guys go. Oh, you know something I should do? First, best, and worst New Year's Eve. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that real quick. The first New Year's Eve I can remember... The first one I can remember was at my house in Chelsea. And we were we were lucky enough to stay up late enough. We kind of it was the first time I actually got to stay up to midnight. It was a big treat. And of course, you know, Dick Clark was on the rockin' New Year's Eve. Um, and he would broadcast live from from Times Square and we would all stay up and my mother would be there and we'd have champagne, which was a big thing because champagne was kind of a treat and it was expensive because champagne was like ooh like ooh the luxury champagne so we had champagne it was probably us 
it was was it Martini and Rossi, uh, Martini and Rossi, Asti Spumante. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Martini and Rossi, Asti Spumante. I don't. Know. Somebody type it in the chat so I can just set it. And my sister, and I remember this. My we had just. I was graduating high school that year, and I remember it because I had a, 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 a pendant that said '86 when I was going to graduate high school, and it was '85 to '86. It's one of the first New Year's Eve I can actually remember that I actually cared for. And I saw the thing. My sister said to me, it's real now, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to graduate this year. So that was my first remembrance of New Year's Eve. My best New Year's Eve. And I've had a lot of good ones. But one of my, there it is. Martini and Rossi, Asti Spumanti. <laughs> now everybody's putting it in. <laughs> my best New Year's Eve. This is one of the best recollect, recollected, best recalled. There you go. This is the best one. I was doing a show in Rhode Island. It was a little tiny town, uh, Osterville or somethingville or Smedrickville, literally like Ville at the end of it. And I didn't want to work. It was the Millennium New Year. It was the 99 to 2000. And I, it was the Millennium New Year. And I was like, I don't want to work it, but I was like, I want to keep working. And it was like real cheap money. It wasn't even a lot of money. It was like 200 bucks or 250 It was very, very low. Otisburg, it's a little tiny place right on the coast. Otisburg, Miss Tessmarker has her own place. Otisburg, I'll erase it, I'll erase it. There you go, Kim, you happy? There you go. See, don't fuck with me. I am, I know all the references. So I was doing a show and you know something, now I got to find out what it is. Here it is. Let me go up to it. Let's see. Let me just open up a date book because now it's going to bother me. Yeah. Here's some, uh, some, something that would uh, bother you to like get back to you. Take it longer than I'd hoped. Here we go. It was in Burrillville. Burrillville. B-U-R-R-I-L-L-ville in Rhode Island. And I was doing the show down there. And on the way back, and this was like the coolest thing. I was driving back and I thought I could make it back because I would always work and then meet up with family or friends on New Year's Eve. I always would do that. But I'm driving back from Burrillville and there's like... You know, there's hardly anybody on the road, but there's cops on the road. I had called my fiance at the time, uh, Tracy, and Tracy had called my sister. And I think Tracy, I was on three-way calling. So I had called Tracy and my sister. My sister called my father, and I think Tracy called my brother. So this is like, at the time, this is my whole family on a five-way caller phone and I'm in the car bombing up 93 93 was elevated still and right at midnight I was at where the custom house is and they showed the laser light show on the custom house clock at 12 o'clock on millennium new year's eve and the funny thing was I didn't even think about Y2K because that was, oh, it's Y2K, it's Y2K, and everything's going to crash and burn and everything. And then literally three seconds after it was New Year's Eve, the phone went dead. <laughs> and I went, oh, shit, it's Y2K. And then I called it. we called everybody back. But that was one of the best ones. And it was because it combined everything 
at the same time, it was my family, it was my love interest, it was comedy, it was on the road, it was just, you know, it was one of those things. And I always wanted, I always liked to kind of be by myself on New Year's Eve. It's a strange thing because New Year's Eve, is it's great for like five minutes afterwards. And then it's like, okay, what are we going to do now? It's like this big buildup and, you know, it's kind of, like, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's, it's kind of like an orgasm. You're like, oh, that was awesome. Now what do we do? <laughs> so, it's okay, let's cuddle. <laughs> so, the worst New Year's Eve, let's see. I was doing a show in New York, New York State, and I was with, Paul got a kick out of this, I was with Larry Miles, and it was like three and a half hours to get there. It's just, it's it was on the other side of Lake Champlain, so you had to take the ferry over. And we were doing it this, at this bar, and the night, like, we did the comedy show, and then we're hanging out, and we're like, you know, like, I'm, and I mean, I was single at the time. Well, not single. I was dating somebody, but I was hanging out, and I was dancing. It was, it was such a good time. And then midnight came, and of course, I called the girl I'm dating, and I said, Happy New Year. And she's like, oh, you're not here. And I went, no, I'm working. And she's like, oh, well, you, you know, did you have to work? And she gave me a ration of shit, and I was like what the fuck and it was like the worst new year's at like before that it was awesome and then it just fucking shit the bed so that's my first best and worst stories so but hopefully this this new year's eve will be a good one too um i'm oh and speaking of that i got a lot of stuff coming on so let me tell you where i'm gonna be speaking of that um i'm gonna be doing the salem trolley from uh today's the ninth so the 10th through the 13th so essentially thursday to sunday I have Monday and Tuesday off, and then the 16th, that's why we can't do the show, because it's on a Wednesday. Let's this. Because it's New Year's Kiss is made. Yeah, see, that's it. The New Year's Kiss, which I don't, I never got into the New Year's Kiss thing. I didn't even, I didn't know it was a thing. I really didn't. It's like, oh, you're the first one I kiss on New on New Year's. So what? I mean, really? Is it? Is it a big thing? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to be doing the Christmas Carol from the 10th to the 13th, and then I have a couple days off, and then the 16th to the 23rd, right through, completely through, all the way to Christmas Eve, and then it'll be Christmas Eve, so it'll be Christmas Eve with the family and the fishes, the Feast of the Seven Fishes, where we have, we have calamari, we'll probably have some smelt, some maybe some flounder, some haddock, with a vagoda, <laughs> goldfish, Swedish fish, shit like that, because it all depends how prosperous we are this year. So we're going to fly it out to Christmas Eve, and then I've got the week off. Uh, well, technically the week off. I've got four or five days off, and then New Year's Eve. Oh, uh, and then my, I have my annual in-between holiday party, and because it's on a Saturday, it's going to be a little tough, so we're going to cut our guest list down and stuff like that. It'll be a little more intimate, a little bit more kind of low-key, low-cash kind of thing. And then, of course, New Year's Eve, I'll be at Pat's Peak in Henniker, New Hampshire. Henniker, the leopard man. Yes, we got a lot of weird stuff. Where we sit around, it's the weirdest thing on my Christmas parties now. We sit around and watch strange videos from YouTube. And uh, I think we may play a lot of the games that I've played on uh, Radio Regardless. I think that would be kind of fun to do. And by the way, I've reinvented some of the games as well. Coming in 2016, just to tease it off a little bit, free, Foreign Offensive, we're going to be playing some of that. Free sample games. 
How do you take direction is still alive and well? I'm going to bring back shut up. <laughs> also, old favorite sounds like sax to me. And a long, old, dead game has now been revived. The video game game will be playing again. So we got a lot of good things coming up in 2016. Thank you for all the uh, you're listening in 2015 and for prior years. And I hope I can count on you for the upcoming thing as well. Yes, a lot of good things happening. So, and I'm going to go through all my movies. I'm going to go through Karen Loves the Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm going to go through The Ref, which is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Also, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. One of my, what am I, the $125 fish game off oh, Jiminy Crickets. So I'm going to, so she's going to watch the, She's going to watch uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I'll probably watch Christmas Carol. It's a Wonderful Life, of course, all that. So get in the spirit, guys. Get in the seasonal spirit. Not just Christmas, but get in the seasonal spirit. And I like saying Merry Christmas because Christmas is the one I celebrate. But now I say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I say both. Try to include, include them both. And as a good friend, Kevin Knox used to say all the time, it's not Happy Holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Fuck you and fuck you. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. So so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. You've been listening to Radio Regardless. And I hope you guys listen to 2016. And as always, if you want to be a sponsor or a guest, leave a comment. Email radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can Skype me. You can Facebook me. Or the call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Hey, guys, last show of the year. We look forward to 2016. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. <laughs>